The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Well, now the annual report of DePaul has uh, been published, and I am joined in studio by David Carroll, the CEO of DePaul. Uh, David, good morning and welcome. Good morning, Pat. Uh, very interesting stuff in your annual report, but I'd like to clarify a few things because I grew up with the St. Vincent de Paul as a charity which helped people in need. I was in the Legion of Mary and we weren't allowed to give material relief. That was the brief of the St. Vincent de Paul. What's the relationship between de Paul and Vincent de Paul? Well, de Paul are a separate organisation. Pat, we were established uh, 20 years ago in order to provide uh, services for people with the most complex needs. Um, we're part of a, an international organisation. We've really strong links with the Society of St. Vincent de Paul um, and they're one of our founding partners. And actually, indeed, the Society transferred uh, seven services across to us back in 2022. But where our particular focus is on is working with uh, people who are homeless. Um, we operate 38 services, both north and out uh, and, and south of the of of the country on the island and then um, we provided services for uh, almost like seven and a half thousand people last year okay now tell me what does the society still do well the society um very much uh, focus on the provision of uh, support to people within community settings um, so so the things that we used to hear about, uh, for example, food, uh, groceries and so on at Christmas time, they still do that? Oh, yeah, they do. And they do an awful lot of kind of uh, kind of uh, advocacy work as well in terms of wider social justice issues. Um, I think we're, we're, well, we're really kind of uh, focused on ourselves. You know, is that work around the people who have the greatest disadvantage within the homeless population and, and yeah. um, from 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 our perspective that's where our annual report this year kind of want, we want to focus on it in terms of the, the challenge that we okay. have. So uh, you're as you say dealing with the most complex uh, situations and you're talking about homeless people uh, 7,455 people and of those 1,647 were children uh, were supported by DePaul in 2022. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, the the, the issue of child homelessness is considerable. Um, if you think about the experience of, of a, as a child not having a home, um, not having a, a really kind of stable friendship group around you because you're in temporary accommodation, uh, thinking around, you know, your own need for roots within the community, and the potential kind of impact that that has on your development going forward. Um, children who are in homelessness um, have, you know, research shows that uh, are more vulnerable to developmental delay and, and, and needs. So that whole focus and, and, you know, there are a huge amount of children now in homelessness. How we work on that issue, Pat, is, is one of the, the questions of our time. Do you provide accommodation? We do. We provide a number of family hostels uh, throughout the country, north and south of the of, of the border. And what we 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 particularly focus on is is how do we get people and families and children out of temporary accommodation as soon as including possible. your own temporary accommodation, In, including our own temporary accommodation. Uh, I mean, you, know, you you in your report you mentioned that fourteen babies were born within your service. I mean, it's a kind of a tragic indictment for us that. In this age, that that happens, but I probably would want to kind of underline is that you know uh, a lot of 
absolute intense support is given to those families to to and also as well they do all live in self-contained uh, accommodation within mm. within our accommodation and within our hostels now of those uh, seven and a half thousand people almost uh, how many of those would be living in your accommodation how many would be housed by local authorities in hotels and other accommodation we're providing over 730 uh, beds uh, tr- nationally and cross-border at the moment uh, from uh, a temporary accommodation so tonight we will provide uh, accommodation for around 730 people. Okay. So uh, of the people you help, uh, about 10% of them will actually be in your accommodation and n- the other 90% will be in alternative accommodation provided Absol- by local authorities. Yeah, HSC, absolutely. Whatever. You know, so what we will do, well, we have a range of services, um, services that are actually based within the community in order to prevent people coming into homelessness. And that's one of our key objectives how do we stop the stream of people coming in? How, you know, you know, we, we have a, a huge focus on the issue of supply. That's hugely important. But we're building a lot at the moment, Pat. You know, this morning there was the announcement around the 29,000 uh, uh, units that may be achieved this year. But how we build our communities going forward. Yeah. And how we support families within those communities yeah. is now, key. Now, the reasons why people fall into homelessness, it's a, a fairly straightforward thing just to blame landlords for evicting people. But often it's not only that, and I don't know what fraction is contributed to by landlords who want to sell up, uh, but it's also the complexity of the problems that these individuals have. Uh, for example, you say that one in four of your service users reported substance abuse issues. Because the Paul are an organisation that specialises in working with complex needs, it's an area of work that we we absolutely focus on. We were the first organisation that who set up a hostel for people who use drugs in Dublin twenty years ago, and we run services who for people uh, that traditionally would have been known as wet hostels, alcohol managed mm. hostels. Um, so you take so, on the tough cases. So we 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 work with the people who have the biggest issues, uh, but also the biggest issues finding a home from a long-term perspective. But we do believe, Pat, that everybody has a right to a home and everybody can be accommodated. So one of our major achievements have, has been the establishment of, of our Housing First projects, which is the concept that wraparound supports within community settings will support people um, and, and will be the difference between them falling back into the yeah. trap of homelessness again. However, what is absolutely needed, we have the Citizens' Assembly at the moment, Pat, that, that's looking at our response to drug and alcohol use. And one of the key focus that we, we think needs to happen is that, is that spotlight on drug and alcohol use within homelessness and the response to that. You've called for a radical rethink of Ireland's national drug policy. Absolutely. We know what works, and what works is support for individuals immediately, um, and the resources need to be, to exist in order for that to occur. You know the idea that you don't get into rehab until you achieve a certain level of, uh, I suppose, freedom from the street drugs. You know, you can be on methadone, maybe you'll get rehab at that point. Um, th- there's a difficulty, isn't there, if you change the drugs policy radically so that you, for example, decriminalise it. People who'd never dream of taking a drug may then dabble. I, I probably wouldn't want to get into the decriminalisation piece. I think, you know, if you look at the re- reality, we have a, 
a proposal on the table for a safer injecting centre. That needs to be uh, put into place. Um, you know, if we accept that exists, we're accepting that people use drugs. Yeah. So in, in a way... I know, we, you know, we, we know that because, at, at you know, at Electric Picnic, you've got a drug testing facility for people who buy drugs that are illegal uh, to let them know whether those drugs are safe or not. Exactly, Pat. And so the fact that we're accepting that drug use happens within, within our communities, and that's the approach that DePaul takes. DePaul doesn't push uh, the problems under the table. We hit it face on and we work with people who are in active addiction. Mm. Um, and we really believe by working with, with people where they're at gives that opportunity that they may decide to make choices later on. So we will have people who may be drinking or using drugs for 15, 20 years who, because we accept them, decide at some stage uh, to, to, to modify or reduce their drinking or, or, or their drug use. Or, you know, what, Pat, maybe it's a, just a human response, you know, we yeah. all deserve support. You, you know. also saved 202 lives last year through the administration of naloxone, which is the antidote uh, to a, a heroin OD. Yeah. Um, but it shows the kind of difficulties you're facing. Do you know what? I mean, our staff are incredible. Um, all of our staff are trained to administer naloxone within our hostile situation. Um, but it does demonstrate that, you know, we are dealing with a group of people who are living on the edge. Um, and the fact that we have this uh, uh, drug available to us and this intervention available to us, but it, it, it is, is critical in saving those lives. But it, it, we need more than that, Pat. We need to be able to respond directly to a person. So if a person overdoses within one of our services, how quickly we respond to that person in order to uh, get them the health support and get yeah. them access to treatment is hugely important and use that opportunity in order to help them move on with their lives. Uh, one of the, the problems, I don't know how it is in your hostels, but you know sometimes you talk to uh, homeless uh, men on the street and they will say, I'm not going into X hostel or Y hostel because I'll be robbed or there'll be drink there and I'm trying to stay off the drink or there'll be violence there. I mean, how do you handle that? That, you know, uh, uh, someone who's still robbing to feed their drug mm -hmm. habit, uh, you give them out of your humanity, you give them a roof over mm -hmm. their head, but they become a real problem within the hostel setting. So 80% of what we provide our hostel are over 700 beds, our own room um, accommodation. Um, so that's really important. And that, uh, you know, is an aspiration and a name that we need to have in order to have all of our accommodation, own room accommodation. That's part of the way that we can offer dignity. But we are in a critical situation where the, uh, sometimes we're forced to ask people to share uh, accommodation. Um, and we want to get to a situation where we move out of that and we're able but, to but provide... But my general point about a ne'er-do-well who just is... Uh, you know, at, the, at this particular point in time, not prepared to give up their way of life on the street, as I say, robbing to feed a habit, and then you give them a roof and it terrifies everybody else in the well, place. Uh, luckily enough, we have really kind of comprehensive kind of staffing within our hostels that provides safe environments in order for, 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 that, for that to occur. We don't tolerate kind of intimidation or violence within our hostels. We will work with people in order to be able to um, um, 
find alternatives for those individuals, um, but also as well, the criminal justice system does exist for, right. for, for, for people um, as well. Is it hard to find staff to do the work? We are in a situation where we've got an incredible group of staff. Because well, I was thinking it's more a vocation than a job well, to do this kind yeah, of work. Yeah, but they are highly trained and professional. Um, we're in an unfortunate situation where uh, our staff are paid probably 15% lower than uh, professional staff who are doing similar jobs within the statutory services. We're asking as part of this budget coming forward that there's a recognition from government that our staff need to be and should be paid at similar levels to people who are working within statutory services. And that's one of our key asks going forward into, into the budget. All right. Well, it's fantastic work you do. Uh, David Carroll, the CEO of DePaul, uh, thank you very much for joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.